0: episode 30 of tell me where to turn unrolling the mission accomplished
1: banner right now
0: good i think things are trending up for the show we've got a new avatar we've got a show twitter account things are going pretty well so i am tommy lynch tommy two underscore
2: zero on twitter you got glenn here at glenn three underscore eleven and dave
1: point break underscore dave on twitter
0: and you can contact the show on their Twitter account, which is uh, Tell Me Where to Turn 69. Is that what it is now?
2: <laughs> no, I think we've <laughs> settled on at Where to Turn Pod on Twitter. And you can also email us, go in a little more official show email at Where to Turn pod at gmail.com. So if you've got emails, or partial nudes to send us. That's where <laughs> that's where they should be submitted to via electronic mail.
0: Yeah, we will take your D-picks.
2: Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever runs that uh, Twitter account and email will take those. What they will do with them, I have no idea.
0: I, I want to know who runs that Twitter account because it followed a, follows a ton of people.
2: Who, who could ever know who's running it? I mean... We outsourced it somewhere uh, in the Malaysian area of the world, and um, (laughs) from there, it's really just in their hands. We pay a a very small fee, and they take care of it for us. Can can I give a live sports update real quick? Is this Mavs heat related? Old Dave has a
1: substantial bet on under 200 in this game, and if the Mavs take this thing to overtime, I, you may just hear a single gunshot at some point during this show. It was like 89-85 last time I saw. Dirk's going to the line for three free throws and could bring it within two. Oh, he just missed one. I think there's 18 seconds left,
2: and it's going to be like a three-point game. That's not like Dirk to miss a free throw in Miami in like the last 20 seconds of a game. Why am I taking shots against Dirk? That's that's the word. What am I? What am I doing? I'm gonna take shots at
1: all the uh, the whole city of Miami because if you've watched the game, the crowd is so sparse. It's ridiculous how everyone in the world was a Heat fan for a few years, and now they can't even get a half full
2: arena. Yeah, it's a trash city. It really is. So speaking of trash. Let's, uh, let's talk about Tommy's football, playoff football picks. As we haven't even gotten to the conference championship games this weekend, they've not even been played, and Tommy has already clinched last place, and we'll be reviewing and uh, presenting his thoughts and critique on the documentary Loose Change a week from now. I know you're in preparation for it. How did you prepare to make such poor picks?
0: To, to use a gambling term, I'm drawing dead, and and uh, we haven't even we still got four teams left in. I don't know. I should have learned better than believing in Alex Smith. That's that's my first first problem. But the second I problem mean, is, I, I thought the Cowboys were going to win the Super Bowl.
1: I did too.
2: I just made all my other picks better than you. Yeah, I didn't think you guys were like way out of line, but. This will be the portion where I go ahead and mention that I've still got uh, Falcons and Patriots both still alive, and I expect them both to uh, pull out some home victories this weekend and head down to Houston.
0: Man, I I thought that the Dallas Cowboys were going to be headed down to Houston. It, 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 it's been a tough week for me. How did you guys handle it? Glenn, I know you took it hard.
2: Yeah, it was uh, – was pretty difficult. Uh, I actually take those those things hard these days, but I can get over it pretty quickly. If this game happens 10 or 15 years ago, I'd probably be pretty despondent for several days afterward and just be in the the worst mood, but I don't know. These days, I think I'm just getting too old to worry about it for too long, so by the next morning, I was pretty much uh, Content with what happened. I think the best uh, sports comparison or metaphor I could make was, you know, if this was a basketball game, it would have been like the Mavericks playing, you know, great for the whole game, totally had a chance or, you know, could have deserved to win, but LeBron hit a 25-foot fadeaway with a guy right in his face at the buzzer, and what are you going to do? And that's basically what Aaron Rodgers did on that last play. You just kind of shrug your shoulders and move on.
0: Yeah, except that, like, if the Mavericks uh, instead of making him take a twenty-five foot fade away, they let him uh, come in uncontested right to the three-point line and just take a shot there. I don't know. Just a thought.
2: Yeah, that that was still an amazing play, that uh, amazing throw that he made at the end. I mean, you look at if you look at that play from several, like the. You know, the TV angle, but also like the all twenty-two angle.
0: Yeah, that's what I was referring to.
2: Yeah, just threading the needle. You know, there's no room for error there on either side, and and then they still had to kick a fifty plus yard field goal to win it, which when they re-kicked it, I don't I I don't know much about kicking field goals. But when he kicked that coming off his foot, that thing looked like it was going about fifteen feet left, and then it took a
0: I was already standing in my living room with both arms raised saying, we're going to overtime because that kick looked like it was going dead left when it left his foot.
2: Yeah, then it looked like one of my drives on a short par four and just steer straight right between the uprights. And <laughs> just got of
0: yeah, fluttered there and then made a hard right.
2: Yeah, it was a tough deal, but a phenomenal game. And the only thing that annoyed me afterwards was just seeing people People are just, I don't just don't think they can handle it. They blame like a random holding or interference call. There were people that were blaming Jeff Heath on the, like the, when he sacked Rodgers, the play right before the, their last play, that he didn't like strip sack him, which is ridiculous. A safety just flying in that he's also going to be able to just reach from behind and knock the ball loose. Like that's just it was expected. crazy.
0: It was pretty crazy that he did hang on to the ball, and I'm not no fault of Jeff Heath. I just from a from a standpoint of Rodgers had no idea Heath was back there. <laughs> there was a pretty pretty impressive that he was able to to have the wherewithal to not cough the ball up there.
2: He's just got everything everything going for him right now, and I'm not trying to hog all the viewpoints here, but even go back to the very first touchdown which the throw to Rogers that Sean Lee was beaten but he catches up to him and like puts both arms out right at the last second and the ball literally falls <laughs> in a space of less than a foot right yeah. in between his arms again games like that are decided by a couple plays and sometimes by the matter of an inch or two but I think over the long haul that kind of stuff evens out and Hopefully, there's enough talent on that team that they'll be in the position to play in those games the next few years, and there'll probably be one just like that that they'll win the next time around. So, I wouldn't lose uh, too much sleep over it. kind of sucks, but at least I don't have to watch uh, a documentary and tell us all about it next week.
0: Well, at any point during that game, were you calling for number nine to get in there?
2: No, never. Not at any point.
0: Because you can ask... Uh... Asked Point Break Dave. He was uh, watching the game with me, and he knows that it was pretty early in the game when I was putting in the call for nine.
1: I think the first incomplete pass by Dak, you were calling for number nine. I'll tell you when they should have put in number nine is the very last play of the game. If you're going to go to the effort to call a timeout and try to ice him on the real kick, why don't you have... Romo out there on Doug Free's shoulders, or just something to to cause a distraction?
2: Yeah, I'm pretty sure you can't do that. Well, just, but, okay,
1: maybe not on his shoulders. Just have him out there, no shirt, but a helmet, just running around about
2: ten yards behind the line. Well, you mean like on his shoulders, facing him? Is that the is that the idea <laughs> of the distraction? <laughs> Whatever it takes. Okay, I hey, what a legacy that would have been. You bring Romo in to do the get on Doug Free's shoulders facing him move <laughs> to ice the kicker. Put him in the ring of honor right now. <laughs>
0: All right, so here's my here's my two cents and this is a really you have to excuse me. I'll apologize in advance. This is a controversial and very nonsensical take, but just hear me out on this. So, when it's when we score and it's 28-26 and we've got to go for two. And I will give Dave credit because he called the exact play that we ended up scoring the two-point conversion on. Oh, yes. What if we don't get that two-point conversion? Just say that Dak farts and falls down and can't can't make it across the line.
2: You mean they're going to kick an on-site kick?
0: Well, not necessarily, though, because we still had all our timeouts at that point. And if you no, remember what happens...
2: They had yeah, one timeout left. No, 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 one. no, no.
0: This is this is before the 56 yarder. After this, they kick a 56 yarder. We kick a 50 yarder, and then they come back and kick another 50 yarder. So there's a lot of time left in the game,
2: I'm and we not still had timeouts because sure we called correct. we
0: called our timeouts before they kicked the 56 yarder on that mm. drive, and we left ourselves with one after that.
2: All right, Now that I think about it, I think you are right. So I will apologize on air.
0: Okay, sign the screen and we'll move on. Uh, but just hear me out here. So I thought the I thought at the time when McCarthy called for the fifty-six yarder that was a bad call because it's a fifty-six yard field goal. You know, you have a kicker that has a history of not being clutch or accurate outside of fifty, and if he misses that, the Cowboys are in unbelievable position to ice the game, win the game. But say that they missed that two point conversion, so now Green Bay's up by two. They're probably call that drive differently. They're trying to going to try to eat the clock. They're going to run the ball. They're probably not going to advance as far down the field as they are. Even if they advance to the exact same spot on the field, there's no way they're trying a 56-yard field goal up two. They're going to punt and put us back deep, right? Um, with you, more than likely, yeah. So that gives us the opportunity with you know perhaps one, perhaps zero timeouts, perhaps a little bit more time. To drive the field, try to win the game, and remember at this point now that Dan Bailey field goal puts us in the lead by one. But I feel like the clock situation is different in such a way that if he's going to Bailey's going to come in and kick, it's probably going to be with no time left. And I think that I think that making that two point conversion in a really weird way may have cost us the game. That's my conspiracy theory. That's so really, it's all
1: Dak's fault.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. If nine had been in there, no problem. He would have missed it for because- sure.
2: That two-point conversion was probably my – oh, it was easily my favorite play of the game just because it was a very simple call, and it was just very much
0: – It was a great they, call.
2: They, they might cover this, but this guy's 6'4", 250 pounds, and they're not going to be able to tackle him, and he just bowled his way across the line. And so I was convinced – So naturally athletic. It true. I was convinced that they were going to win – it was regulation or overtime that it was just, it was just a comeback destiny, you know, whatever. And I, you know, like I said, these things are, these games like this are decided by one or two plays. And theoretically, Tommy, you're right. That could have worked out. What also could have worked out is um, on the drive, the way they kick the tying field goal on third down, if that defensive lineman doesn't, get a paw up and knock that pass down, it's going to be complete to uh, think it was Dez, and they're going to be inside the 25-yard line having a chance to go in to score a touchdown. So, yeah, who knows? I'm pretty sure it doesn't matter at this point.
0: It doesn't, and I think if if we had gone to overtime and, and Dallas would have won the toss, I think we're winning 100% because at that point, there's no time pressure at all, and I think they would have had such a diet of Zeke that they would have gone all the way down the field and, and eventually put it in for seven, just rammed it.
2: Yeah, I think Green Bay's defense was completely worn out late in the game. And I agree. Yeah, I think you're right. That's the one thing everybody's talking about. You know, Zeke only carried the ball like 20, 22 times instead of giving it to him 30-plus. But I got to tell you, whether it's just regarding Zeke or just general football advice – if you want to win, maybe not spot the opposing team a 21-3 to 3 lead. Let's start there, and then that'll solve a lot of your problems. We don't have to worry about effing Jeff Heath strip-sacking somebody yeah. if you don't dig yourself an 18-point hole.
0: Even though the Dillon Panthers do that on
2: occasion, and they usually get away with it. Mm, they do. Can we hear a little bit more about what's going on out <laughs> in Dillon, Texas? No, no, we're going to we're gonna
0: tease that for later in the show we don't want we, we don't want people to turn off yet
2: Oh, okay we've
0: got a plan but I feel like I feel like uh, Dave Dave had a story he was
1: calling for the ball early in the show if I'm not mistaken yeah we can we can see where this goes because um, I feel this probably isn't exclusive to me we've probably all had run-ins where random people are I don't know it seems Oddly, going out of their way to let you know how well they're doing financially.
0: You mean like hanging out with Glenn?
1: Yeah, it's like what Glenn does twenty four seven.
0: I'm listening. <laughs> Glenn's the only person. Glenn's the only person I know that has this W two just framed and hanging on the wall when you walk in his house.
2: Well, I have it. I have it up on the kind of on the in the the. Entryway of my house that you have to walk in and you have to slap it, kind of like the Notre Dame players have to hit that. <laughs> be a champion today on their way out to the field. You gotta slap the W two. You're just
1: hoping to inspire your guest to achieve yeah. your level at some point in their lives. Well, the first one is a is a is kind of a short one. Uh, Tommy and I were actually actually together for this. We were heading to what I'm. Sure is a completely legal uh poker game in North Texas. Of course. And just for fun with play money. Of course, of course. And we stopped off at a uh wonderful Chick fil A to got, get a nice chicken sandwich. And the gentleman in front of us in line were just catching him talking to the, the cashier. And he was trying to order spicy chicken nuggets. Which, as most of us will know from going to Chick-fil-A, that is not an available item menu, or menu item. Um, and that's what he was told. They're like, we don't have you know spicy chicken nuggets. We have chicken nuggets and we have a spicy chicken sandwich. Which led this guy to tell the poor... 16 year old girl working the counter listen I want spicy chicken nuggets and money is no object wow
0: you think Dave and I gave each other a look when that when that line was <laughs> issued at a Chick-fil-A
1: and what cracks me up about it is like anyone should know that they have basically bags of you know Their chicken nuggets, which they put in the fryer or whatever they do, and then they have their spicy chicken sandwich, like, fillets. There's not a sous chef back there, like, adding spices and cutting up chicken. So, regardless of how much money you have, they can't make a spicy chicken nugget that they don't have because... They're not actually back there cooking. They'd have to call Atlanta Chick-fil-A
0: corporate, tell them to invent it, put it in a frozen bag of chicken, and then send it down there in
1: order for that that to happen, is what you're saying. Well, maybe that's what they should have told the guys. Like, well, if money and time are no object, we can run this up the corporate ladder and see where we end up. Or told that guy to
2: buy a franchise, and then he can serve whatever he wants. True. It's true. I mean, one flaw in this whole thing is those 16 year olds are, they're not decision makers. They they follow a very carefully planned out flow chart <laughs> from what they say to you when you walk up to the counter to what you order and how they deliver it and all that. There, There's no thinking there. They're basically Westworld robots just programmed to fulfill your chicken needs. You don't think there's a lot of autonomy? You're <laughs> Second
1: week on the job at Chick-fil-A?
2: I would say absolutely none. (laughs) So the
1: the next story is actually directly, I was a direct part of this story. So you were the one that was saying money was no object? No. No, I was, (laughs) instead of overhearing a guy big-timing a poor cashier, this this guy was directly trying to big-time me. Whoa. Which is a time I wish I had had the uh, Glenn W-2 I could have just sl- slapped on the counter. But uh, I was at a uh, local um, Mexican restaurant for lunch, uh, eating at the bar, because I was just ran over there during work. So, uh, at the end, they bring out my my check, so I give them my, uh, my credit card and they go and they run it and apparently their uh credit card system was down but it wasn't saying like it was down it basically came back declined and it was kind of funny cuz i've w- i waited tables in college and i've had that happen and it's real awkward when you have to go back and tell the person <laughs> so the bartender runs it it says declined uh, he comes back to me, and <laughs> the way the direction he went was real funny because he hands me this card, and I've had this card for over a year. It's all scratched up and scuffed up, and he <laughs> hands it to me. He's like, is this by chance a new card? Because it says it's declined, and sometimes that can happen with brand-new cards. And I just kind of looked at it, and I was like, no, no, it's not new. And I just don't have I'm, the money. Yeah. <laughs> obviously, I was pretty sure my... My credit card had at least a $10 balance cushion on it. But, you know, whatever. You, you never gonna... asked him at any point if you could just rent your dinner? <laughs> <laughs> I just asked if I got a nice, like, 52-week payment plan for my nachos. And spicy chicken but, nuggets. <laughs> you know, whatever. I'm not going to make a scene and argue with the guys. It's just like, ah, no worries, man. So, you know, I had... Th- cash. I paid cash. So anyways, while this interaction is happening, um, there's a guy sitting like, you know, not right next to me, one, one stool over. So he kind of hears this and I'm finishing up and they bring him his check. And this guy's probably like, I don't know, late forties, maybe 50. And they bring him his check. He gives them his card they go back. Same thing happens. Like it says declined. Now this has happened twice in the row. So the bartender comes back and he hands him his card. And he's like, now he realizes that it's their system. And the bartender goes, "Hey, yeah, you know, I, I guess there's there must be something wrong with our our credit card system because it's saying your card's declined too." Then good old Dave, just trying to bring a little levity to the situation. I was like. Yeah, the system's down, or neither of us have any money. Just trying to lighten the mood. This guy, stone-faced, looks at me and goes, I have brain cancer. He's like, (laughs) I can assure you that's not the case for me, and just kind of looks at me. (laughs) 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 Like, what a D-bag move is
0: that? Yeah, so what is it about you that attracts people at restaurants to feel the need to just step out of line about how wealthy they are? That's that's amazing.
2: I don't know, man. I don't know. I have a buddy who used to do a great bit where, when the waiter would bring the check, he would purposely just put like his apartment, like garage or gate access card. In the little uh, folder thing or whatever, just so they'd take it back and then come come back and have the very awkward interaction of, "Sir, this is this is not a credit card," you know. And he'd act real surprised. And I also have uh, I have breaking sports news, and this is a this is a two parter. So the Mavs the Mavs lost ninety nine ninety five. So we went under two hundred. Stayed under. under, boys. under and this one is uh, directed toward Tommy for his Uh-oh. immediate thoughts. Um, Orioles reportedly strike a deal to bring back Mark Trumbo.
0: Oh, my gosh.
2: Are, are we okay <laughs> oh my with gosh.
0: that? Yes, we're okay with it. He like, I hope they didn't overpay because what happened last year will never happen again with that spare. He's probably on every every steroid that they're just figuring out how to test for. I'm just glad that I'm just glad that we didn't make that mistake. Trust me, I'd rather have Josh Hamilton playing first base.
2: Okay, do you want another one? Because I've got another one to shoot at you too. All right, this isn't Dylan G, is it? No the the Angels apparently are going to to sign Astros third baseman Luis Valbuena.
0: Interesting. Now that's a name that I wouldn't have minded having around here. I don't know what exactly. The what they, does it say? What they paid, or is, have terms not been disclosed yet?
2: Uh, hold on. We're we're thinking, looking at a an hourglass, looking back at me. It just says that they've, or the the phone itself is thinking. It just says they've struck a deal. It has no no terms. Okay. So you think Valbuena would have been a good candidate yeah, to I come mean, here and hit
0: depending on the terms?
2: Hit two twenty three with twenty seven home
0: runs. Hey. Somebody's gotta hit the big dongs, you know what I'm saying?
2: Okay. <laughs> well all right. All right. <laughs> I think uh I think that is true. Somebody's gotta do it. That's right. Put, Put guys... me at the back of the line, but somebody's <laughs> gotta do it. Did you guys see that Superfly Jimmy Snooker died this week? Yeah, like two days after he was acquitted of murder. What a what an optimal way to go out. Like he yeah, wasn't
0: acquitted; didn't. he was found not competent to stand trial because they knew he was about to die. There was no, there
2: was no. Oh, acquitting. I thought he was acquitted. No, oh.
0: no, they never could. They never could quite get the evidence where they needed to be to charge him. But there was always the chance that that could change. You think there was he was no killed tri- China? There was never really a trial.
1: Can you convict people post post mortem? I think you
2: can. I mean, you're uh, not going to have a actual question. trial, but I think you could charge someone. You could determine okay. that they did something, but yeah, obviously I mean, you could you're not going to close a murder
0: case. But
2: yeah, you're not going to prop them up like and put sunglasses on, <laughs> <laughs> like weekend at Bernie's, and have them take the stand and then put them in contempt of court because they won't answer your questions. You're not going to be able to do that. But they yeah, will you could charge eyes. whoever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's a funny funny visual for some reason. Well I'm just picturing the, the marionette of Superfly Snooka in a courtroom somewhere.
1: He just has like the, the tiger print speedo and sunglasses,
2: but <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: shirtless otherwise. Oh goodness. Just got oh. that
0: the got the I love you sign and yeah. just <laughs> propped up. <laughs> wow. What a day. Oh, that's funny! All right, so you guys, i've I've got a uh, i've got a little contest for you guys.
2: We're ready. I've actually
0: been doing some doing some work for the show.
2: I'm of completely sound mind and body right now, so I'm ready.
0: I I hope you guys will do good on this because I I could confidently say that I think I would have got every single one of these right with the exception of maybe two probably got them all right except one i'll i'll be i'll be a little generous to you two and say that i might have missed two but here's what i've done so you guys still listen to the ticket pretty much all day right
1: definitely all
2: right yeah probably except for i don't really listen to norm show except for the twitter segment but yeah other than that pretty much
1: i'm by the channel for norm but Three to seven, I do not or actually three thirty to seven, I don't listen.
0: Wow. There's there's a shot, a shot at the hard line. Uh, yeah, we might need to do a segment on that, but I'm kinda starting to come around to you, man. I, I feel like I feel like twelve to three is about when the station's at its strongest point. I'm with
2: you there. So well, we need well, we need time to fit in all these uh podcasts as well. I mean, well, exactly. no, and I've actually
0: started doing that. I've been listening to the Blowout app on the way home a lot of times.
2: There you go. I mean, I can't listen don't, to don't really regret it. I can't listen to Can You Hear Me at Saturday at four in the afternoon with the kids around. So I, I do it. At, I do it at work in my office with fellow employees around. Well, I <laughs> exactly. hope your
0: sudden your sudden pinch it for foul podcast has a has a dampened your ability, but but let me tell you guys the premise of the game, and then I, what I want you guys to do is tell me who, how well you think you're going to do in this, and then we'll, we'll score it out. So, Ooh. what I've done here is I've been listening to the ticket all week, and even more so, I've been listening to the commercial breaks on the ticket.
2: Oh, man.
0: All right. So, what we've got is the ticket has a lot of very long-time, very loyal advertisers that the owner of said company loves to insert themselves in the spot. Either they're doing recording the spot, they've got bits in the spot or they mentioned the name, their name a lot in the spot. Yeah. So what I've got is I've got the name of the person and I want you guys to connect them with the company that they represent. So is that you tracking with
2: me? Yeah, I completely understand.
0: 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 so I've got 15. Now there's some of these that I threw oh out because gosh. they were just ri- ridiculous or that they're too new. So these are these are 15 and of these 15, 14 of them, I feel like you should get the, the last one they play all the time but it's so nondescript that I don't know I don't know that you would ever get it because there's just nothing and I've moved it last. I've kind of put them in order from what I kind of perceive to be easiest to hardest. So what I'd like to do is just alternate back and forth between you two. So you'll basically each be taking a shot at seven with an eighth toss-up on the wild card, last one that I don't think either of you will get. So out of your seven that you're going to be assigned,
2: how many do you confidently think you could get right? I'm going to be really conservative here because I think I have a tendency during commercials to just mentally check out and not listen. So out of seven, I'll go four. Dave?
1: I think I can get at least five.
2: All right.
0: So who wants to go first in this little nonsense? I've I've ordered them, in my opinion, somewhat easiest to hardest. The last probably few are going to be the trickiest ones.
2: Dave can go first. All
0: All right. right. Here you go, Dave. So your first one, I'm going to say the guy's name. You connect him to the company. Is Bart Rager.
1: Rager Dykes Auto Dealership.
0: All right, so that's one for
1: Dave. Horrible commercials.
0: Yes, horrible. Okay, speaking of horrible commercials, uh, Glenn, you get uh, somebody who there's probably one of the first three letters in the alphabet could explain her to, pretty well. <laughs> Sharon Moore. Uh, mm,
2: it's some financial she might, group.
0: She might present the dollars and cents minute.
2: Yeah, it's like a credit union or something. And she gives really she try to <laughs> makes really dumb sports points. Like it's fall, you've been watching a lot of football and you've been enjoying the t- all the touchdowns. <laughs> so now let's find a w- let's find a way for you to be able to get a car and drive yourself to work. <laughs> um, that, I don't know. That's
0: exactly it. Can we get a name of the company though?
2: Um I don't know. <laughs> Farthead Credit Union. I don't remember. <laughs> no,
0: so Dave, Dave with the steel. I mean, Glenn's right.
1: It is a credit union, but I, I can't think of the name either.
0: Oh man, I'm disappointed. I thought that was an easy one. That would be City CU, City Credit Union. All right, <laughs> Dave, you're up. Right. This guy, very fake-sounding accent, Mitch Lurie. <laughs> is he the Diamond Doctor? No, he is not the Diamond Doctor. Glenn ooh, for the ooh. steel.
2: Is Mitch Lurie the le- leather furniture guy? <laughs> yes, but you have to say the name of the company right. Uh, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> this um, is the second
0: time he's messed this up. <laughs> he's got the whole spot figured out he can't say the name of the company. This is terrible.
2: Isn't it just leather furniture company? It's like oh, custom it's
0: leathers, isn't it? It's Mitch Lurie with the Leather Sofa Company. Leather Sofa
2: Company. Wow. I can't give it to
0: you, though. You got to say it right. Okay. Glenn, this is your proper question. This is another woman, so we got a theme for you here. She she also has very generic sports points. Uh, Gina Cook. (sighs)
2: See, I told you this is why I was so conservative on this. Um. She I might say, it. we got
0: we got crabs.
2: Oh, is this Del Frisco's? <laughs> Dang it. Yes, I, pr- I probably
0: should. All right, if we end up tied, I'm declaring Dave the winner because that was way too big of a hit. All right, yeah. uh, Dave, you get the first, the first husband-wife duo of the show. You have James and Sherry Green. <laughs> That's the
1: easiest <laughs> one. Uh, it's like...
2: Is it A number one electric? That's right. A or number one. Whoa, 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 What? It's not A number one electric.
0: Oh, wait a minute. Is that, I didn't hear that part. Say So say the name of the company again. A number one heating and air. <laughs> there you uh, go. Okay.
2: It's A number one uh. air. It's A number one air. That's not. See, I protest that. So it's evened a, out at this point. You know
1: what? I can pull up a invoice right now that I paid to a Number One Air for sixteen thousand dollars. Wow! <laughs> wow! <Whoa. laughs> that might be a topic for later. All right, Glenn. This guy has a
0: very fake deep voice, suspiciously deep voice, and his name is Dane Miner. Uh. Oh, damn it! Uh. And he, I mean, he has a fake deep voice. This is yeah. Dane Miner.
2: I want to just put everybody with the Rager Dykes Auto Group, but that's obviously not right. And it has nothing to do with Harold Miner. Um, I I got, I don't know, I can't remember.
0: All right, Dave, do you want to steal this one?
1: No, I I, I know the name and the voice, but I don't, I don't remember what he's advertising. Dane Miner is with Freeman Toyota. Ah, there it is. All right, so we're back around to
0: Dave. Another very suspicious accent, Seymour Walchuk.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I I know the name and uh, same deal. I I can't think of who they're spiffing. Glenn with the steel? Seymour Walchuk is the Diamond Doctor, correct? (laughs) No, he's the Diamond Broker. (laughs) Diamond Broker. (laughs) (laughs) Something. He is not the Diamond Doctor. The Diamond Broker bought
0: the Diamond Doctor, I believe.
2: I I feel like I get like at least half credit on that.
0: All right. Uh okay, Glenn, this guy is strikes me as overly cocky. And he is Tony Cooper.
2: Mm, that's foundation repair. Um all pro foundation repair. Boom. We've got a tie we've got a tie score yes. with some protests. He, he is. Two. He's very much uh so you're at your house and your doors are closing all just fine? Well, that means you need foundation work. That <laughs> yes, doesn't mean things exactly. are okay. That means you need yeah. to spend $16,000 because your doors can close. So call me. Yeah.
0: Hold and on. he's
1: not afraid to let you know he's a proud North Texas alum. He is. Glenn, are you saying that even if all your doors are fine, that means they need to come while your house is up and then put in piers because it's way easier than in the summer?
2: That's true. You don't need that house and to fall back down. I guarantee
0: you, in the summer, he will say the exact opposite. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: You want to, you want to, you want to do it when the house is at its
2: lowest point. Yeah, he's got that all spot right. recorded.
0: Dave, this is one you're either going to get immediately, or you're going to have no idea. Is we're getting down into the slightly harder part. All right.
2: <laughs> and believe me, time. <laughs> I had to look up at a spell. I had to
0: look up how to spell this guy's name, Loriston Crockett.
2: <laughs> oh man, that's
0: L A U R E S T I N. If you're curious, <laughs> Lauriston Crockett. Oh,
2: is he? ow oh. I know there's at least one listener steal. just yelling right now the answer out, but Go I've heard it, this Glenn, so many times. I don't. Uh, it doesn't See, have like anything the, to do with diamonds. He doesn't have any No, well, here's so I'll give you guys I'll give you guys a hint.
1: home theater guy? No,
0: he is not. Here's the hint. He He's sells a product a, that is has to be fake.
2: That can't actually work. Uh He is he American but, home leak detection no, guy? He sells he sells a nutritional product
0: for a, for humans and then he also has a second commercial same guy that he sells the same product for dogs. And it's not
1: GenoStem. It is GenoStem. Oh, it is GenoStem. Oh, no. <laughs>
0: Lauriston Crockett is the guy who invented Stim, but no points. Does it help the dogs in the boardroom and the bedroom too? <laughs> yes, it helps them in the boardroom and the bedroom. Let's Lauriston Crockett. Okay, Glenn. This one probably is easy because they have been advertising a ton lately, but he's relatively new, so I put him low on the list. Charlie Gray. Uh, uh, and I hate this commercial, by the way.
2: Oh man, I can hear his dumb voice. It's the Is that the one with the the fake where they call into the fake uh, hidden cost yes, motors?
0: That is correct. That is correct.
2: Uh But do I you know, know the name of he... the
0: business? Dave for the steel.
2: No, I don't. Dave? Uh I
1: mean, obviously uh, no, I don't know. Metter Metter Dodge. We simply do it better at Metter. Uh,
2: well it's great right. advertising because I've got hidden cost motors on the you know, <laughs> committed to the brain, but their actual business I have no idea.
0: So we have got we have got five left and now we're getting into what I consider the hard part and you guys failed miserably at the easy
2: part. Yeah. Well there's so, just a little background information. Whether in the vehicle commuting to work or at work, when it goes to commercial, I would say 70 plus percent of the time I punch over to something else or just turn the volume down. So I probably should have prefaced this whole thing with that.
0: But I feel like you guys know the spots, you just can't come up with the names because I feel like for more than half of these, you've been able to recite very vivid details of the commercial, but you can't come up with a company name.
1: I listen to all the commercials and yeah, I, all the spots, I are in my head. I just can't come up with the names.
0: All right, well here we go. This one, this here's. I'm going to make a prediction on this one. I'm going to say Dave does not get this one, but Glenn successfully steals this one.
1: Nice. All right, Brad Thomas. <laughs> is he Texas Lending? No. Oh no. Not
2: uh, Glenn. Brad Thomas with the infamous speech impediment. He brings a <laughs> sports right. biz every week. But what is his company though? Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I can only hear his lisp. <laughs> Sp- with Brad Thomas is with s- Ma- with Acme Brick. Acme Brick sports br- biz. I'm Brad Thomas. And then he has generic sports points.
0: That's right. All right, still failing miserably, still tied, at two. tied it to Sobo- Glenn <laughs> Nick Sob Nick
2: Soboleski. Um I don't, uh <sighs> I got nothing. I have nothing.
0: The- <laughs> wow, you guys are really bad. Uh Nick Soboleski is with select quote nobody. I don't pay okay. All right, all right. Uh, we're down to our last three. Dave, Dr. Craig Schwimmer.
1: Uh, the Snoring Center.
0: <laughs> oh, Dave. Dave with the big move at the end like, to go why up 3 does, 2.
2: Why does that stand out? I don't know. Dr. Craig Schwimmer with the Snoring Center. Sounds so made up. Guarantee that's not a doctor. That's a guy they just found. They put a stethoscope around his neck and said, hey, you're a doctor now. Oh, that's All weird.
0: right. And then the the last one before we go before we go to our uh, our toss up. Uh well, actually there's uh, uh this guy only has one name. He uh he does not he does not ever say his last name. This is a stretch. This is at the bottom of the list. Do you know who Ozzy is? Ozzy? And who he's with?
2: Yeah. Uh no. Other than Black Sabbath, I've got nothing.
0: Ozzy is with Freeman Grapevine. There you go. And I'll tell you what, let's do this last one, we'll do it the other way. Uh, Because there's no way you're going to get this last one, so I'm going to give you guys a wild card because it was one I didn't have in there. Can either of you guys name Texas Lending?
2: Wait, this is not fair. Like, the, the guy who runs it?
0: Yeah, or you know, oh, you know, because, yeah, I know why you
2: know. Yeah, this is not this is not a fair question. I'll okay. throw this to Dave first. I, well, no,
0: but I'll give you my regular toss-up then if, if we want to do that.
2: I don't know. Okay, so the well, here, Texas, right here, let's – So, first off, the Texas lending guy is Kevin Miller. Yes. And I primarily know that because I work in the same building as their location and have shared – an elevator ride several times and had multiple odd conversations with Kevin Miller because whoa he doesn't like other humans like he's not a fan of jokes or human interactions or so, human beings yeah he's a dick so if he listens <laughs> okay. I'm very sorry you you can block me like Jeff Floyd did but yeah not a nice person but I think they do really good on like refinancing and all that so. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably recommend him, but you don't wanna hang out with a guy like at a champs or anything.
0: Well, I gotta say you guys, I'm pretty disappointed in both of you, and I bet you there's me people listening to this that are just punching the dash while this was going on because I feel like a competent p one should be able to get at
2: least ten or so, and you guys combine for five i don't I don't pay attention to the commercials. I'm straight over to generic podcast for five minutes a lot of times
0: wow unbelievable unbelievable so pull pull the show out of the ditch do we have an email
2: Ooh, yeah let's see we got an email from one cody allen and let me just pull it up let's see here and he says uh he says what's cracking bros just wanted to th- say thanks again for letting me fool around on the iconography. Uh, hold on. He's using big words. He's got a iconography? word. Iconography? Like iconography. Cody, seriously, seven letters or less in every word if you want me to read it. I went to not a high level university if that's not obvious. Uh, let me use that for your Twitter and podcast jazz. I'm still becoming familiar with connecting voices to names since it's rare for y'all to be able to all to get all be together, but I'm getting there. He says I've never watched Friday Night Lights, but I feel like I've never missed a moment. <laughs> <laughs> Cause actually like
0: our segments are the same length of time as just watching all the episodes. That's true.
2: And he says the rest of it is basically he gave us a lot of uh suggestions for intro and outro music, which we will use for this episode. And at the end, he just says his message was sent. (laughs) His message was sent via Falcon and snake oil. He says, stay hard, Cody. So that's the only email we got for this Thank you, Cody.
0: And Cody has carte blanche to send music anytime for doing the logo. I mean, that Pretty much transcends anything anybody else is going to send us. Maybe a D pick, I don't know. But besides that, well, I bet we find out. Well, luckily, I don't check that email address, so one of the three of us will find out. But it ain't going to be me.
2: <laughs> well, since he since he brought up uh, Friday Night Lights, why don't we uh, oh. take the frontage road to Can you hear that, Dylan, and stop by and get oh a Dr gosh. Pepper, and then see what Coach Taylor's doing.
0: Listen to that music. Well, Coach Taylor ain't doing nothing, first of all. We started season three, and you were correct. They they completely airbrushed over the last season that I guess ended because of a writer strike. But what they did throw in is that they made the playoffs and and bounced in the first round. And I was really looking forward to season three because I felt like you had told me Smash wasn't on the show anymore, but... He tore up his knee in the playoff game after he came back from his suspension for punching the guy in the movie theater, and he's been in the first five episodes or six episodes because Coach has been helping him rehab his knee before
2: practice. Well, it's been like four years since I watched it, but I feel like his uh, lifespan on this show is about to come to an end. Can I...
0: Yeah, I think, they, I think they wrote him out in the last episode because he just walked on at Texas A&M. So I think that gets okay. him out of there.
2: So l- let me just ask you a question. This is kind of a spoiler alert for you. Has oh Emily Jones made an appearance yet? The real Emily Jones? The real Emily Jones. Well, I'm still watching the show, so no. Okay, well, <laughs> spoiler alert, she is part of this show at some point. So that's is she, like, maybe. just
0: getting, just getting like, just absolutely just annihilated by Adrian Beltre, like, in a sex scene or something?
2: No, I, th- I think she's doing some very legitimate reporting, which she's perfectly qualified to do. But uh, <laughs> she is in the show, and maybe that's why I remember it so fondly. But anyway, okay, proceed.
0: So, um... The the show went on. There's a quarterback controversy. There's a 15-year-old that's come to town. He he moved to Dillon from Dallas because I guess every big hotshot prospect wants to get out of a really big city and into
1: Dillon. And he's battling with the guy in the wheelchair? That doesn't... <laughs> <laughs> Hold that thought for one second. We're going to get
0: back to the wheelchair. Um. So... He brought his own quarterback coach with him from Dallas, so his dad uh, is playing the part of the you know Earl Woods to use a uh, golf reference. He's making the kid uh, go out and work out before practice with this quarterback coach and they have him doing this this drill where they have these dump tackling dummies set up all across the field and he's just firing just lasers and hitting them one after the other. And it's becoming clear that he needs to be running the offense instead of uh, Matt Saracen. And coach is struggling with the decision, but in the last game, he finally uh, he finally went to the kid and and uh, I mean JD and he he's moving the ball, man. He is he's is lighting it up. So I don't know where that's going to head the rest of the season.
2: But the fans want to see the strong arm strong armed quarterback.
0: Yes, they do. Okay. They want to see the strong arm of the law.
2: Mm. Well, you qu- you questioned this, and I told you that 15-year-old quarterbacks have led teams to state titles before.
0: They have. I just want to know what team wins a state title, their quarterback's coming back as a senior, and they supplant him for a 15-year-old. I, I understand that 15-year-olds have won games before. They just that whole storyline seems implausible, and the reason that Coach Taylor put him in is because he's fearing for his job. What team wins a state title, goes to the playoffs the next year, and then four and one, and the coach is terrified that he's going to lose his job if he doesn't switch quarterbacks? It doesn't make any sense.
2: Was Saracen the quarterback when they won the title? Yeah. Oh. Listen, Jason Street oh, made yeah, it all right. of one quarter before he went to the wheelchair. Yeah. Yeah, they hadn't passed the UIL wheelchair rule yet to no. allow him to play.
0: <laughs> they have not.
1: So no. if the the new quarterback is 15. How many 40 year old women is he sleeping with?
0: That's a great question, Dave. He, he there's no question that within the next three episodes that he's going to have like a a fully supported romantic relationship with yeah 45 year old some theater arts teacher. And then the last thing, and this is my favorite, this is why I saved it for last, because we made it one, two, three, four, almost five episodes in before the wheel of a wheelchair made its way onto the screen. <laughs> <laughs> but boy, when it did, it made it in a big way. So they, you know, it's been a year because the, the next football season started, so he now has a kid that's a baby with the uh, waitress. A miracle baby. A miracle baby, that's right. And he decides from his wheelchair that he needs to get uh, into the house flipping (laughs) business. Hold on.
2: (laughs) Let's just get one thing straight. He's making all of his decisions from the wheelchair. (laughs) It's not like he just does his business decisions from there. (laughs)
0: Whenever he has a real important decision to make, he gets in the wheelchair. Yes, he's he still unable to stand. There's not been a, uh, a dramatic recovery in his condition.
1: Was there just more opportunity in house flipping than, than stadium flipping?
0: Yeah, he just goes to Home Depot and buys a couple of uh, pallets of lumber and just builds a new house on top of the old one. That's pretty much what he does
2: from his wheelchair, how is, of course. How is he in house flipping? He's like 19 years old. Well, it's even worse than that. He's, he he decided to uh,
0: buy a house that was for sale, uh, but he didn't have With enough what? money. So, So Tim and brother Billy Riggins fronted the money from a bunch of copper wire that they stole from an abandoned power plant.
2: And I told you about <laughs> that too. That is just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to the Riggins brothers. There is so much more shenanigans to to arrive at your doorstep with those two. So they haven't flipped the house yet, but they bought
0: the house in the last episode. So it's him, his buddy, Herc, who's also in a wheelchair, his roommate, double wheelchairs. (laughs) So if you're counting at home, that's eight wheels in that house, four big wheels in the back, and then four small (laughs) wheels in the front, plus the Riggins brothers. And they're all just sitting there in the kitchen, and they're talking about like, well, yeah, we need to do vaulted ceilings, And uh, we need to do uh, hardwood floors. And I'm like, Riggins can't do anything. Billy Riggins can't do anything. And the other two guys are in wheelchairs who don't have full motor control. How are they going to put in a vaulted ceiling? They didn't even make a ladder for wheelchairs.
1: All All the houses they flip just have a lot of ramps everywhere.
0: Yeah. Oh, and in the meantime, just to add a reality show since a drama, the woman that uh, has his baby came over to the flip site uh, to let him know that she was taking the baby and moving back east because he wasn't able to provide for her, and he said, look, just give me six weeks, and I can make a lot of money off this house and get us in the right direction.
2: So you think that's going to end well? Oh, it's foolproof plan. No doubt it's going to turn out perfect. Alright, so shut it down. That's five minutes
0: in Friday Night Lights, and I believe <laughs> now it's time for another riveting
2: segment that Glenn is going to lead. Let me uh, (laughs) just have a I guess a brief uh, appendix uh, maybe to the Friday Night Lights talk. I actually was listening to the Bill Simmons podcast this week and he had the guy who directed the Friday Friday Night Lights movie and produced the TV show on his podcast this week and said that there is a screenplay out there for a movie. And he didn't elaborate completely on the storyline, but he said like the premise of the movie is that Coach Taylor had gone on to coach like somewhere in college and that he was involved in some kind of a Mike Leach type scandal where he got accused oh, no. of something by by a player and anyway, he ends up getting locked somebody up in a closet. Uh yeah. Maybe a former SMU player, an SMU player's son. So under this scenario, we'll just assume that this happens sometime in the future, and it's KJ's son that he locked into a shed somewhere. And so anyway, Coach Taylor gets fired, and then his his next logical step is just to make a glorious return to Dillon, Texas, and that's oh, wow. where the movie that's movie. where the movie begins. I'm in.
0: Should we go now and be- get in line for tickets? Yeah, I don't think it's going to get, we get paid. our tent.
2: Yeah, I don't think you want to go ahead and pitch a tent for this one. I don't think this is ever gonna, <laughs> ever gonna happen. But let's, let's just slowly segue into uh, sixty seconds of Silicon Valley. Now I have finished season one, and from what I understand, Dave is about halfway through that season. I am. I'm so proud. I'm so proud
0: of you both for doing this. This just warms my heart. Two days. So I'm not going to give watched. any
2: it's about six. Yeah. So I'm not going to give anything. Uh, away for Dave but uh, season one ends in a most glorious way it's a great a great episode um, and I'm pretty uh, pretty satisfied with the show so far and good, the character Jared that always creeps me out finally in the last episode of season one he proves his worth and is actually funny in that episode uh, so I'm uh, hopeful to have a little more detailed Season 2 review for you by this time next week, and I expect Dave to be caught up as well. I most likely will be.
1: All right. Because I'm, so, I'm plowing through it pretty fast. But um, I did want to mention, I know we have the the loose change payoff on this current bet. I think the next show bet needs to be the payoff is the loser has to get the graffiti... Hyde Piper logo with the Statue of Liberty painted
2: on their garage door. (laughs) I I just can't agree to that. Unless unless I I could have your two faces on the Statue of Liberty and whatever it was that was conceiving hell with the Statue of Liberty at the time that was was painted. It's like an Aztec warrior or something weird. Oh my gosh, that's funny. But uh, yeah, so far I would say it's a very, very good show. So I'm I'm invested enough that I'm definitely going to catch up all the way through the first three seasons.
0: Great. Well, I look forward to more of that. Yeah. So we are almost right at our time limit, but I've got to get Dave to tell this story that he was telling me today because I was laughing so hard at this Scenario that played out at his place of work. So, Dave, you got to tell the story about the uh, the guy that thought he was going to be named CEO.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. So, uh, quickly, the company I work at is starting a kind of spin off uh, company. And there was a person that, for some reason, thought he was going to be CEO of the new company, and I'm not really sure why he had that idea, but his delusions of grandeur were quickly brought to a halt a couple days ago when the owner and CEO of our company was heard (laughs) yelling, no, you are certainly not going to be the effing CEO of the new company. At which point, <laughs> uh, this was <laughs> in the So, so strong, uh, so strong, so so poignant. Um, the the owner of our company left after that meeting, so he was out of the office. So this guy goes and makes a big show of packing up his entire office, taking all the pictures off the wall, like just huffing around, packs everything up, leaves like his. Office looks like no one's even in there now and just walks out, which kind of led everyone to wonder, like, so was he fired? Did he quit? What happened? Well, he's not there the next day. A few people ask around. Turns out he never, he wasn't fired. He didn't officially quit, but apparently it was all like a huge bluff, like he was going to storm out and expect a, a call the next day begging him to come back. And it was clear that the uh, the two owners of our company were pretty much indifferent. And they were like, eh, nah, don't, don't really care if he comes back or not. And then uh, today he did basically the walk of shame and
2: Head down, walked back in his office and just started working again like it never <laughs> happened. <laughs> is he the one that had the uh, Star Wars poster? No, in that his guy.
1: That guy really did get fired. Oh no! So this guy, what happened to the this Star guy Wars poster? They were gonna... The Star Wars poster is still there. Man, this guy I... thought they were going to call and beg him to come back.
2: Yeah, and they were. They were having none
0: of that. They called that bluff, huh?
1: Yeah.
2: If you've made an attempt to reach the Star Wars poster owner and they have not responded, let's get in touch offline. I might want to acquire said poster from you. (laughs) uh, I'll have to talk to you offline about that. And much like spicy chicken nuggets, money is no option.
0: (laughs) There it is. Well, we know it's not for Glenn, so... Very good. So, uh,
2: I guess the last thing I want to throw out there was, uh, Dave, have you listened to your uh, recent public fame being mentioned over on Can You Hear Me for your near-death experience? I
1: I have. I, I listened to it today. It's actually learning about uh, Can You Hear Me and also the uh, Partial Recall podcast have been great because there's such a back library now because I'm just now discovering them. So, I don't have to wait a week. I can just go back and... But I'm trying to keep up with the the current stuff. So I heard the yeah. latest episode today and got near the end and kind of patted myself <laughs> on the back that I, I made there another you podcast.
2: Go. Yeah, there you go. So plenty of great material out there from, uh, from those guys. Very All funny right. stuff. So I think we're uh, a little bit past our allotted time. We're about to run out of material and... Uh, Going to full panic, so we should probably end it about right now.
0: Right, and hey, next week let's really try to all get together. I know I kind of screwed it up tonight, but let's try to do it next time.
2: Yeah, science got in the way. We completely avoided that at the beginning. What? What is going on? Science. (laughs) Science. Science I went to a science fair. I went to a science fair. (laughs) All right. Well, let's get out of here. I know next week we've got a. a big loose change review that we can anticipate from Tommy. We'll have some have some fun with that.
0: I'll uh, t- tell you about a little of the research I did this week about Building 7. And I'm and assuming that will that'll uh, probably be a big, big player in loose change as well.
2: Yeah, and I will pat myself on the back when it's Falcons, Patriots, and Super Bowl. And hopefully Dave will be with us. And hopefully we will be able to all get together. I bought like... An entire bar full of alcohol for this episode, and you guys don't show up. So we may, need it. we may
0: need it next week to get through loose change.
2: Yeah, I think we're going to. We need Jeff Floyd on that episode, but I have a feeling he's not going to be there. <laughs>